You're listening to Breakaway Wealth, the show designed to help you build wealth faster, think bigger, and break out of the herd. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Before we jump into today's show, we have some exciting news to share with you. Our brand new online community platform is now live. Get access to free on-demand, in-depth training courses on topics like infinite banking, cryptocurrency, real estate investing, and much more. Just go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com. Or check out the show notes of this episode to find the direct link to request to join the community. Now, on to the show. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and with me today, my co-host, Nick Costco. Welcome, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me. Looking forward to uh, taking a different approach to a topic we've talked about here before. Absolutely. You know, we talk a lot about the book, Becoming Your Own Banker by R. Nelson Nash. And um, where people get to in the book is the equipment financing example. And they think that this is this answer for them. And they think that they have it all figured out. First of all, most people read the equipment financing example, don't feel like that. But they, they, they read it two or three times. Um, hopefully they take our Becoming Your Own Banker course inside the um, Create Tailwind community. And then they go, okay, got it, right? Now, but I'm explaining it there like the book intends it to be explained. But I'm yeah. not putting the Create Tailwind Breakaway Wealth spin on it, Nick. That's what we're well, going to do today. All right, before you go on, those of you who just heard about the community for the first time, here's where you can go find the community. You can go to community.createtailwind.com or you can just go into your Apple or Android store. And here's the important part. You got to type in create tailwind all is one word. You'll find our community on there. Uh, come in. Uh, there's multiple training courses on there. Becoming your own banker is the uh, course Jim was just referencing. So uh, check that out. Appreciate you uh, joining the community. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen for this, Nick. Uh, for somebody who's just listening to this in their car, you can follow along. If you've read the book visually, grab a copy of the book. You can do it either way. Watch the video later, whatever you want to do. But um, I think this is important to kind of look at this um, and just. So well, we're going to start, you going to start on page 54, Jim. I am starting on page 54. That's where we should be right there. And I'm going to be do looking down a little bit because I'll be drawing, etc. But Nick, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Let's say that you and I go by, and this is, by the way, this, this, the beginning part of this is, is similar to an example Nelson uses in the book. But let's say today we were going to go buy a brand new F-150 pickup truck. Okay. All right. And you are, and I are going to buy the exact same truck, all the same yep. options, same, same sticker price, even the same color. Okay. And you irresponsible owner, as you are Nick, in this example, <laughs> only this example, you're going to drive it like a uh, bad out of Hades. You're going to just drive it. You're going to drive it hard. You're not going to worry that much about the maintenance schedule. Um, if the, if the, you know, check engine light doesn't come on, then it probably doesn't need anything. You're going to drive <laughs> it like nobody's business. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
How many miles are you going to get out of that car? I might get a hundred, hundred thousand, a hundred thousand. All right. Now I'm going to buy the same car today and I'm going to drive it. I'm going to change the oil every 3000 miles. I'm going to only use synthetic oil. I'm going to have the car inspected, make sure it's running right. I'm going to use 93 octane fuel only from the best gas stations and keep the tire pressure right and get, you know, detail it every six months. How long is the car going to last me? But did you, did you drive it like you drive your car? Like with the gas no, no, pedal? No, this is just like an a, example. Like a, this is hypothetical. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, Not real life at all. <laughs> you'll probably get twice the miles I'll get. Okay. So let's say 200,000. All right. So when we look at an insurance contract, I kind of look at an insurance contract the same way. Okay. Right? I can buy a life insurance contract. I can leave the money in there like Northwestern Mutual wants me to. There, you know, let them use the money. And um, in 30 years or 10 years or 50 years or whatever, I'm gonna have a you know a large chunk of money in there depending on how I funded it, right? And yeah. you know, God forbid I die, it's gonna do its job, it's gonna pay me. God forbid I get sick, it's gonna pay me. It's going to do its job. It's going to be that F-150 that is doing what an F-150 does. Okay. Okay, but one of the things that I forgot to tell you in my truck, I'm going to haul diamonds from the distributor to the jeweler. And the jeweler is going to polish them up, cut them up, and we're going to sell them for a ton of money, right? Um, okay. And, and so... I'm going to use the truck to make money. Okay. So okay. now my 200,000 miles that I'm going to get out of that truck, it really doesn't matter whether I get 50, 200,000 or 250 or 500,000. Every day that I have that truck, I'm making money. It doesn't totally matter what you paid for the truck. It doesn't really matter what I pay for the truck. Exactly. Because <laughs> guess what? You're buying your truck, but I'm not buying my truck. Okay. If I go to Northwestern Mutual and I buy a policy and I leave it in there or New York Life or any of those life insurance, purely life insurance companies, if I do that, um, I'm just, I'm the one paying the premiums. But remember in our, as everybody's seen, I'm sure that is on, uh, or most people have seen probably in some of our videos, right? Is I have a choice right here. When I look at what I'm doing in my infinite banking system, okay? I can have an insurance policy that's designed for death benefit and cash value. And it's gonna grow every single day guaranteed uninterrupted and and it's gonna like i said it has death benefit illness protection it has all of those things in it it's gonna grow tax-free okay the cash value is gonna be tax invisible meaning it's gonna it's you know i'm not paying tax on it just getting bigger and bigger and bigger yep okay that's the f-150 truck just by itself but what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy it from a mutual insurance company. 
and I'm an owner in that company and I get an interest only loan from that company, their money. So I get other people's money. Now, if, if I'm just doing infinite banking, like the way people teach it online, I'm going to take this. This is me. Okay. I'm going to go buy liabilities. I might buy cars. I might buy, uh, uh, or I might pay for my taxes, any major purchases that I have. Um, and, um, um, what, whatever other liabilities that I have. Okay. And I'm going to recapture interest and lost opportunity cost, lost opportunity cost if I normally pay cash, interest if I normally finance. I'm going to do that on all of these things, right? And, and I'm going to get that money instead of that money going out to somebody else's bank. Okay, normally the interest or lost opportunity cost goes out the door. The flow normally is away from me. I'm going to reverse the flow of these liabilities. Okay. But in this example that, that we're talking about, let me see if I can erase this very quickly here. Look at that, not too bad. That's without any training at all, Costco. And uh, 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 I'm going to buy assets though, right? Okay. So I'm going to buy, let's just say real estate. I'm going to buy a business. I'm going to buy um, some more real estate and make it simple, some another business, okay? Now, when I do that, that business makes money, cash flows back to me. I just keep doing that over and over again, okay? This is the diamonds. The diamonds are paying the premiums because eventually, where do I put this cash flow? I got to put it in a bank. It's going to reside. Well, I want to put it in a bank that I own and control or somebody else. Yeah. The one All that right. I own and control. Absolutely. So that's the diamonds, the assets. So when we look at this example, <clears throat> the equipment financing example, which is so many people have talked about over and over and over again. Okay. And just to remind you, this is $15,000 base premium, $25,000 paid up addition. So that's 40% base, 60% um, PUA for the total premium, right? 40,000. And because the guy's not doing anything with it, he only wants to put premium in there for as short a period of time as he can, right? And this is back in uh, the 80s when um, dividends were high, okay? So he only has to put it in there four years. Today, in today's world, it's probably going to be somewhere in this range where you would have to put it. Northwestern Mutual would tell you, like, hey, you can, it'll, it's self-sufficient after so many years, right? So that's craziness. <laughs> well, right. well there's, al there's always such a lower guarantee when you're, when you got that higher volume of dividend anyway, there's, there's, there's gamesmanship and all of that. Because you have to show a high dividend. Okay. Now remember that's right here, the dividend. Okay. I'm going to show you something about the dividend and how the dividend changes over time, but the dividend, look at this in this example, there is no dividend for the first two years. 
What does that mean? That means everything's guaranteed. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a high guarantee. It's a high guarantee in the beginning, right? <clears throat> Which is cool because we like guarantees. In life, if you can get guarantees, that's a good thing, okay? He puts it. He puts it in 40 in year two, and it goes up 41,000. Exactly, which is you know, which is great, and it's and it's and and you know, we would we would love that. That's how the policy would work optimally back in those days. Okay, but he doesn't want to put any premiums now. In reality, Nelson couldn't put premiums in after the first four years because the spreadsheet would be a mess. Right now, people get it confused already. Okay. Yeah. 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 But there is no loans here, so this looks super clean. But I, I want everybody to understand something. In a whole life policy, the base premium has to be paid. Is that the right way to say it? it has to be paid? In this scenario, it has to be paid. I'm going to show you in the scenario when you really look at infinite banking why you want to pay it. You get excited about paying it, okay? But in this scenario, it has to be paid. So it has to be paid, that $15,000 forever but this is the net annual outlay what he's paying out of his pocket there is no fifteen thousand dollars there so how is the premium paid well we could say it's by the dividend but the dividend is only six thousand three hundred and thirty nine dollars and we know we got to pay 15 but look at this he surrenders his death benefit okay now remember the dividend is buying paid up additions we're putting paid up additions in there. For everybody, just as a reminder, a paid up addition is I put in a dollar and I have a dollar of cash and I have a little bit more than a dollar of death benefit. How much more? Tell me how old you are and what kind of uh, underwriting class you are. And I can tell you a couple dollars, two, three dollars, maybe more. Okay. But we surrender that. So his death benefit goes from 1.684 here to 1.651 and it continues to do that until year 17 and it starts to go back up between years 16 and 17 why the dividend is over the base premium but notice how it only goes up a little bit right so i put in $200 and it goes up you know uh $3000 so that's what i mean by a little bit more than a dollar Okay. And he doesn't, and here's how, here's how these uh, life insurance companies sell this. Well, look, it doesn't do anything. You put $160,000 in and, and uh, if dividends uh, stayed the same for 35 years, he'd have 1.517, $1.5 million. Okay. A million five hundred and seventeen thousand three hundred and twenty dollars all right. Pretty good. But Nelson says, hey, you want to have some cash flow over here, which potentially is tax free. Okay. Um, we're really not going to get that much into that right now. Okay. And why is it 92,000 this weird number? Well, because Nelson wanted the death benefit to stay the same. Okay. He didn't want it to be that complication or somebody to say, well, you lost your death benefit. Okay. Because he knows how life insurance agents are. And this is what a life insurance agent sells. This is this is how 99% of life insurance is sold. 99%. Okay, but this was his nephew. 
again, everybody knows kind of the example. He has four trucks, two tractors, a tree shear. The trucks are around uh, 65K. Tractors are around 130 to 150. And then the tree shear is about 250,000, okay? <clears throat> but remember, that's what he's doing with the bank. All that money is going to the bank. And they get to chop him off at the knees if they want to, right? What the, What's happening over here is on the insurance side. The loan to the policyholder is number one. They have to, if they, if the policyholder wants a loan of the general account, the insurance company has to give it to them, okay? And they could act like the bank if they wanted to. Again, remember, this is not a lesson for the, for the, this is a different look at the equipment financing example for an, an extensive uh, explanation of this example, go to the Becoming Your Own Banker course inside of the Create Tailwind community. All right. So we know we're buying a $65,000 uh, vehicle. You know, that, that would get you maybe an F-150 today. And um, um, they're going to put $13,000 down. They're going to finance $52,600. He's going to pay about $20,000 of interest, says time, price, differential, and finance charge, okay? And we know that with the down payment, everything, it's going to be about $85,000 all in, okay? Okay. He's going to finance it, right? 48 payments, $1,500 a month. We're always rounding. I like the round numbers. I know it drives you engineers crazy, but we're just rounding the numbers, Okay. It's always funny that engineers are so hung up on the numbers, but then they put a fudge factor in there of 20 or 30%, like with an airplane or something. You know, you would think they would know exactly when that airplane would fall apart. Okay. All right. Here comes the cavalcade of comments and emails that are coming in from here. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, I set myself up there, didn't I, Nick? All right. So this is my F-150 being my own banker, right? Now, I'm going to borrow $52,600 right here in year four, okay? And uh, I'm sorry, in year five. And but and why does that say 34.6? Because remember, I'm paying $1,500 a month times 12. That's 18 grand. 52,600 minus 18,000 is 34.6. Okay, here's my cash value. Now, one thing to point out, like, I could have done that in the second year. So my, my, my F-150 could have been hauling diamonds in the second year. Yeah. But it didn't, okay? This is the way Nelson did it. All right, so all I do is I take, I want you to look at this too, because I don't think people think about this. I take one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and finally eight loans over 35 years. Okay, that's it, eight loans. And I have now 1.988 million, $470,000 more. Okay, wait a minute. My F-150 just made $470,000. Okay, how did, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, it just, it just, it made me $470,000 as the bank. 
Yeah, but it's just the interest. Which is just the interest and the profit on the loans, right? Yeah. So I, I'm the owner of the bank here. On this first example, I'm the customer of the bank. Okay, the customer is bragging how, how well they did. But the <laughs> owner always does better, right? I'm trying not to make people dizzy as I scroll. Okay, so, um, all right, but I was in the diamond business for 35 years on this one. How much money did I make? Probably I don't a know. Dumb amount. Dumb amount. A dumb amount. Who bought the trucks? The insurance company. That my my yeah my my customers bought the trucks. Okay, so now you know everybody knows I have more than um, I have nine uh, hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. I have more death benefit. Okay, so I put in. 160 in the original when I didn't do anything, I put 315 in here. Where did that 315 come from? I'm I, the extra money payments back to myself. That's right. So, where that money was going to go out to the bank. So, it's not like my cash flow changed, it's just which way the money flowed changed. Right? Okay. So let's, what's funny is, so then what Nelson does is he says, okay, here's two trucks, <laughs> right? Here's three trucks. And then, and then he shows this example that you didn't, you didn't capitalize enough for anything more than three trucks. But if you wait a little bit until you're 12, then you can do, um, then you can do um, four trucks in a in a in a um, tractor, right? Okay. But wait a minute. There's still only eight loans. Was this as good as it got? No. First of all, what would have happened? What would have happened if this person would have put a hundred thousand dollars in for four years? or um, or a uh, million dollars for four years. I mean, it's a bank. When you go down to the bank, you, they don't say, well, let me tell you what it's gonna cost to put money in here, right? right? <laughs> That's, I mean, and so this is not, they say, how much money do you wanna put in the bank? And the more you put in the bank, the more we give you access to. Same thing with the insurance company. The more you capitalize, the more that you get access. So your question should be, how much can I put in there? Okay, but remember at this point right here, when he increases his system, all right? He's putting, um, he, I mean, he's borrowing $315,600, right? And then he's paying back $9,000 a month times 12 is $108,000 right there. Okay. I'm sorry. Right here. All right. So what was he paying the bank? 16,000. So roughly 
44% is still going out the door to the bank. So no, this isn't a great example of somebody using infinite banking. Because this would, if he was smart, there would be no money going out to the bank. But remember, these are Peterbilt trucks. Those trucks make money. Now we have a business and it costs us uh, that we use trucks, right? That's right. And how much does it cost us per hour to run those trucks? It's about 110, 115 bucks an hour per truck. All right, remember we like to round next. So let's call that a hundred dollars, okay? <clears throat> We'll get I've Becky got, to, to got, get a little bit more I got, efficient. No, just I got fumbled with the $7 diesel. Thank you, Joe Biden. Uh, I'm sorry, Air, scratch that. No, I'm just kidding. You can leave that in. <laughs> so our truck, it costs about $100 an hour to run, right? If we're really efficient and it's booked, how many dollars an hour does it make? Uh, how many dollars an hour does it make? It needs to be pushing about 300 bucks an hour. 300 bucks an hour. And so that's a good rate of return on our money. Absolutely. Right? Okay. I'm going to say that Terry Nelson's trucks were somewhere in that same ratio. Terry Nash. Yeah, who did I say? <laughs> Terry Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Nash. I, I was, it is the middle of I the was, afternoon, just a, a full disclosure. Um, okay, Terry, Terry Nash. I'm going to say his trucks were the same ratio. Our trucks are uh, more than 250 grand and his truck was 65,000. So, uh, but who is making all of those payments on these trucks? Our customers. Our customers. Okay. So the more money we make with them, that's the more money that the customers make for us and pay for our diamonds. We're hauling diamonds. You're hauling diamonds. You go buy real estate, you're hauling diamonds. Yeah. All right. Um, by the way, Nick, can you guess the book recommendation we're going to give today? Uh, <laughs> acres of diamonds? It's going to be <laughs> acres of diamonds. Okay, so, but we'll get to that because we always recommend the book in every episode. All right. So think about something here. What Nelson gets down to, and again, this is not explaining to you the equipment financing example, okay? But in four trucks, actually three trucks, uh, four trucks and, and, a, and a tractor for six loans and then two, two loans, just three tr trucks, that's our basis. Remember, it was 160000 Right. Okay. So now we're putting in um, 700 and whatever thousand dollars more, 785, I'll call it rounded, right? Is um, to build $2 million. So we're putting in 785 to get $2 million more at, at the end. Okay. Amazing. All right, I wanna show you something now. Remember when he could stop paying the premium on that, on that policy because the dividend exceeded the, uh, uh, the dividend exceeded the premium. It was year 17, right? 
originally, yeah. So just by doing those few loans, it's year 12. Now, it's not, okay, it's five years. No, that's like, that's, that's a big percentage. That's a third less, right, or so. Again, rounding numbers. It's like 66% of the time that it was going to take, uh, it, it takes now, right? Like, like does, that make, does that make sense? Is there a better way to say that? No, I, you cut the time by a third. By a third. That's what I was trying to say. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, everybody wants to focus when they're selling life insurance on the dividend. Is that what was important? No. What made it go down here the to, to 12? Behavior. Yeah. We got the money to stop flowing away from us and start flowing back to us. It doesn't do that when I just buy the F-150 and don't do anything with it, when it just sits there and looks pretty. Okay? It's a liability when it's sitting there and looking pretty. This is a liability, this vehicle. This is an asset. All of these other examples are assets. So a really experienced um, practitioner uh, the other day asked me, hey, how do you explain the, the rate of return inside the insurance contract? And I said, I don't. Because tell me what you're going to do with the insurance contract, and then I'll try to explain the rate of return. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, Jim. Well, I'm going to go buy cash-flowing assets with it? Yeah. Okay, the return will be high. Higher than you could probably expect. Right? Now, this, everybody has their diamonds that they're hauling. And if you don't, you want to have them. So you have to learn how to have them, which is part of what we do on this show. We don't always talk about infinite banking. In fact, we haven't for a while. But I felt like this was so important because this is not... By the way, are all of these policies written the same way, funded the same way, everything else? Nope. Right. This, this, this is the same policy used a different way. It's the same F-150 that you and I are going to buy, but then it's a race to see how great you can use it. Now, what percentage of IBC practitioners teach this? Couple. Yeah, like we're being kind at saying a couple percent, right? And, and maybe there's a couple of firms out there and they're all firms that we've mentioned on this um, on this show, um, Nallen and uh, um, Wealth Management in, in Birmingham. They focus on Birmingham. <clears throat> and if you're in Birmingham, Alabama, you could not go wrong calling those boys and going down and visiting their office. Okay. And, 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 and <laughs> you know, maybe one other firm and then that's about it. Right. And I, I mean, obviously us, but um, and we because we like to live where we like to live, we, we do everything by Zoom. So um, you don't get the you don't get uh, donuts and coffee when you meet with us, unfortunately. So we're going to help you stay preferred plus. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
All right. So, Nick, what would, what, what's going to happen? What drives this this way to get more and more efficient is the same thing that drives that bottom line cash value is your behavior. But the thing that I think is so cool is people look at this example and they actually think that, you know, uh, I'm sorry, Terry, they actually think you are good at infinite banking, but you're not. Cause look at all this money over there that you've got sitting there that you didn't put in motion. It, it, it starts with something else though, Jim, more about out of time here <clears throat> before, before you get to the equipment financing piece of this book, there's a page, page 14, about imagination. <laughs> you, you stole my wrap up here, Nick. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know. I know. <laughs> been down this road Are you trying to tell me it's time to wrap up? <laughs> <laughs> but Carl Gauss had imagination. And Einstein said imagination is more important than knowledge. And, and what you do with the policy is off the page. That's, what's, that's what really matters. Jim's showing you the, the foundation of the policy. He's saying, hey... This is an example of what Terry Nash did, but there was so much more that could have happened. How Jim's policies work are different than how mine work, because guess what? We're doing different things with our, our policies, right? Um, and everyone, it's about your imagination, getting a grease board and, and drawing out um, all your wildest, craziest dreams about what you're gonna do, right? Like what, what's, the, what's your mind map? look like and um, i'd say it starts there uh because like you said um what's the internal rate of return on the policy um i don't care i don't mean to be flipping about it there's a thing there but it doesn't matter <laughs> if that's what did the, the f-150 cost i don't care what the f-150 cost i'm hauling diamonds in it <laughs> i'm getting about what four or five hundred percent cash on cash return Whatever it is, I mean, I know it's a lot. It's a lot. It's more than that, right? And but so. but but think about it, Nick. When we show people, so you got rate of return on the assets, you got rate of cash flow, you got depreciation, which is a rate of return. You've got expenses that you're using against that. You could, I mean, you got you could do cost segregation. You could do all of these different things, and you got tax free rate of return. You got all of these things together, and when somebody builds you a spreadsheet that says, this is how much you're going to save paying off your vehicles. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, that's cool. That's cool for, if you are still in the herd, that's cool. It's a great thing, but let's break away from the herd. All right. So obviously the book is uh, acres of diamonds, because I want you to think about what are your diamonds. That's where the imagination comes in. Um, we're going to wrap this up quick, but uh, Nick, give them how to get to the community again. Because if you really want to see all of the ins and outs of the equipment financing example, the book, you got to take the course. Yeah. So um, Acres of Diamonds, uh, I'll touch on that just real quick. Uh, Russell Conwell from uh, Temple University. It was, a, it was a speech he did there. Uh, I recommend that you read it. It's really short. The moral of the story is, man, there's an acre of diamonds right underneath your feet. And so when you think, hey, Hey, look, look at that guy going, what he's doing over there. I can't do that. Well, I want you to just know that you can do anything you put your mind to. And it really comes down to 
um, some some personal uh, uh, reflection, and then my, mind mapping. That's what Jim and I do ourselves, and, and finding out, hey, what are all the things that you can go go do? Uh, lastly, um, if you're not on the community yet, uh, you should be there. Um, go to community.createtailwind.com or go to uh, either the Apple or the Android store and type in Create Tailwind, all one word. And uh, also, hey, we'd love to hear your reviews about the Breakaway Wealth uh, podcast um you know we think that five stars are the only appropriate amount of stars for this show we feel like we're, we're definitely delivering a, a just a fuzz of value uh and so and if you ever need us just go to uh, createtailwind.com click on contact us uh one of us will reach out to you and see how we can best serve you you know i would say too nick at the um, just to wrap up is if you've got somebody you think should be on this show or you've got an idea or you have a request for a topic for the show send us an email. I promise we'll do it. Well, I'm not everything that you could come up with, but <laughs> if it, <laughs> but most things we'll, we'll, we'll get people on. Okay. So, uh, Hey, thanks for uh, flipping the script on this, Jim. It's always a good uh, to hear what, uh, what you're noodling on, uh, thinking things differently. Absolutely. What, how do we finish every show, Nick? Uh, with, uh, with our, with our good friend, let's hear that iconic voice. Let's hear it. You got to listen to this part because it's the strangest secret. Here you go. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now, let me say that again. We become what we think about. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you are looking to discover new wealth building strategies, then go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>